Okay. We've agreed to do these things. So we also engage to maintain family and secret devotions to religiously educate our children. We noted those two things last week. Now to seek the salvation of our kindred and acquaintances. And that goes along with uh, religiously educating our children, doesn't it? Because when you seek the salvation of kindred and acquaintances, that's part of religiously educating your children. They'll see you seeking the salvation of your kindred and acquaintances, and then as the Lord saves them, they'll seek the salvation of their kindred and acquaintances. And if he does it at a younger age, it'll be their classmates, their friends, their siblings, things of that nature. And so we want to look at this here this morning and the duties in personal Christian living, seeking the salvation of kindred and our acquaintances. I'd like you to turn to the Gospel of John, chapter 20. The Gospel of John, chapter 20. And I want to read here, beginning at verse 19. I want to say this before we get into the message. We ought to be sure of our own salvation if we're seeking the salvation of others. There's some folks out there who seek the salvation of others, but their salvation isn't isn't sure. But I want to note here, John chapter 20, verse 19, it says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, or the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst, and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had said so, or excuse me, when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. Notice if you would, verse 21, Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. Now, we just preached on this not long ago, when he uh, went unto Zacchaeus' house, you remember what he said in Luke 19, verse 10, that the Son of Man came to what? Seek and to save that which was lost. Mm -hmm. 
He came to seek and to save that which was lost. And he told his disciples he first went to the house of Israel, didn't he? So who did he go to first? His kindred. He went to the Jews first. And then he went unto the Gentiles. And Christ was part Gentile, wasn't he? He had some Gentile blood. But I want you to observe here that salvation is the greatest thing that can happen to an individual. There's not one thing. There's not another thing greater that can happen to an individual except being saved by the Lord Jesus Christ. If someone were to say to you, yeah, well, what about this? Nope. Not one thing. Salvation involves the deliverance from bondage. Our brother described our heavenly bank account in a series of messages and he didn't even really begin to scratch the surface on those, let alone the bank account. It is the birth of divine life in us. The Bible tells us that a queen came from a far country and she told the king of the Jews at the time, she said, why the half of thy kingdom, the greatness of it, the half of it has not been told. Well, I would say that not even one one iota of the greatness of what is in store for you and I has been told. Human language cannot truly describe the greatness of our God and what has been prepared for you and I. This salvation that is brought to you and I is brought through and is obtained through the preaching of the Word of God. From the very beginning, this is so. The Bible tells us, if you'll turn over, and this is all through the pattern of the Scriptures. Turn over to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. And I just want to notice here, Genesis chapter 3 verse 6. All through the scriptures, it is the word of God coming to sinners, the preaching of the word of God, whereby sinners obtain salvation. And without the preaching of the word of God, none can be saved. 
the very first sinners the Word of God was preached to. Thus, the pattern was set. Observe here in Genesis 3, verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife ran unto God seeking forgiveness. That's not what it says, does it? No, they hid themselves. They hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Bible says in verse 9, And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Now he knew where they were because he was all-knowing. But this is the call of God. It was the gospel going forth. It was the piercing call of God, just as you who are here and saved... God pierced you with that gospel call when it was preached unto you and He called out unto you and it was said unto you, Where are you? And you had to say, I'm in sin. I'm in rebellion. I'm in disobedience. I'm in a pit in the miry clay. I am against you. Or, as Isaiah said, I am undone. If you look over in the book of James, chapter 1, the book of James, and you'll find this again throughout Scriptures, always, always, we find that folks are sought with the Word of God. And I mean this truly and sincerely, you know, sometimes we like to befriend people and, you know, oh, I want to befriend them. I want to, I want to sit there and I want, to, I want to, you know, gain their trust. Listen. Then you're going to be worried about, oh, they won't be my friend if I talk to them about the Lord. Look at James 1 and verse 18. What's the Bible say here? The Word of God. It's the Word of God that God uses to... to, uh, 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 I don't know how to put this in the right uh, verbiage or vernacular, but it's the Word of God that God uses to bear them again. James 1.18 Of His own will begat He us with the Word of truth that we should be a kind of firstfruits of His creatures. Of His own will. Yeah, it's His own will. But what he used? The Word of God. There's not a person ever saved apart from the Word of God. And that's our duty, is to seek the salvation of our kindred and acquaintances. Well, that's never going to happen without us declaring the Word of God unto them. Amen. 
The church of the living God, which is you and I, is to be a spiritual house. And you cannot win the lost. Isn't that what the Old Testament says? He that winneth souls is wise. You cannot win the lost with carnal weapons. You look at some of these so-called churches around our own community and in your communities, you cannot win the lost with carnal weapons, uh, 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 all the programs and plans and things that they have. Why is that? Why is that? They've got a bunch of goats and no sheep. They've got young people there and they've got all these programs and things and I've been around them and the young people and as soon as they they get tired of it and they go away. I got an aunt who ran a whole church, her and her husband, and her complaint is, well, none of the young people, we raised them in this church, all the things we did for them, and now they've grown up and we're old and we're tired and none of them want to do anything. We're we're too tired to keep doing it. They they should be taking over it. Oh, you raised a bunch of consumers. You sowed to the flesh, and if you sow to the flesh, you reap corruption. That's what the Bible teaches. All you've done is corrupt them. There's no spirituality there. Forty-five minute songs, service, a song service that isn't based scripturally, based on entertainment, entertainment of the flesh, a preaching service that is more of a, a, a halftime pep talk, pregame pep talk. Make you feel good pep talk. You will not win souls. That way. You might get butts in the seats, but you won't win souls. Look over to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I got a little ahead of myself when I made this statement. I made the statement that if uh, you know we try to make friendships with people before we will talk to them about the Lord. Well, then you get worried about 
Oh, I, I, I don't want to uh, ruin the friendship. Then you're concerned about that. Let's read what Paul said. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you, save or except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's what Paul was at. I determined not to know anything among you, except Christ and Him crucified. That doesn't mean you can't know anything about him, but he wasn't there trying to make friends. He was there seeking that which was lost. I tell you what, if you tell them about Christ and the Lord saves them, they'll be your friend. Oh, they'll be your friend. We'll go over, if you would, in Romans chapter 10. Well, let's, let's back up for just a second because I want to make something very clear. Look in Romans chapter 8, if you would. And I want to read verse 29 and 30. I don't believe that anyone here is of this opinion. <clears throat> we believe in what are often termed the doctrines of grace. We believe that. Some people call it Calvinism. I don't care for Calvinism because I don't believe Calvin started it. But we believe these things. I'm going to read them to you. It says here in Romans 8:29, For whom he did foreknow, he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Whom he called, them he also justified. Whom he justified, them he also glorified. We believe those things without hesitation. We've preached on it. We've not preached directly from these things here. We've not preached a series on it here. We haven't felt led the Lord to do so. If you look in chapter 9, I want to read just a few verses here. We're not able to expound on all of this, dealing with this message. Some believe that these are contrary things to evangelism or mission work. I believe they're complementary to one another. I believe they go hand in hand. And Romans 9, you read here verse 11, For the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that called it, that was said unto 
her, the elder, shall serve the younger, as it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. What shall we say then? Is therefore is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. For he saith to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. For the scripture saith unto Pharaoh, Even for this same purpose have I raised thee up, that I will I might show my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and on whom he will hardeneth. Thou wilt say then unto me, Why doth he yet find fault, for who hath resisted his will? Nay, but, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? And we can keep reading. And then I want you to go to chapter 10. So the same author, human author, whom the Holy Spirit uses to write about foreknowledge and predestination and election, these wonderful truths that we believe, use the same writer who is also the greatest human missionary there was. He also wrote this in Romans 10. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. And if you go back to to chapter 9 and verse 1, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not, my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart, for I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Boy, he desired Israel to be saved, didn't he? And the Bible says in Romans 1.16 that he believed that the power of God, that the gospel is the power of God, Unto everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, he went everywhere preaching the gospel, didn't he? Mm -hmm. There was a member of the church in Kansas, and I was conversing with her between Sunday school and and the 11 o'clock service, and I I said to her something about one of her grandkids, and she says, oh, I don't bother praying for my grandkids. If God chose them, He'll save them. I was mortified. Absolutely mortified. How can you be that apathetic about the salvation and eternal destiny of your own grandkids? Such a complete misunderstanding and willful ignorance about the doctrine of election. Right. It was absolutely willful because that was not what had been taught there even before I had been there. That you wouldn't even pray, let alone go talk to them. You see, the Bible teaches us that we're to seek the salvation of our kindred and acquaintances. This is the pattern of the scriptures. We are duty bound to declare the gospel unto others. Look over in the book of Acts. 
I want to look in chapter, I think it's chapter 12. <clears throat> nope. Let me find it. Chapter 4, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 4. I'm going to tell you something. You know, you look on the early church and you think these apostles, you say, boy, they were great men. And you know they were. And, and you know, sometimes you think about some of the people and you think, boy, they just, you know, they were... You know, oh, they were heroes of the faith. And you know, they were. But they weren't supernatural. They had the same flesh and blood we had. The same. Just like you and I. You ever been afraid to go talk to somebody about the Lord? You ever been worried about the response or what might happen? Sure you have. If you haven't, if you say, oh no, you're lying. Amen. You're lying to yourself, not to me. Well, I want you to look here and look look at these here. They had they had gotten in trouble for preaching. And they got let go. And they got back and they met up with the church. And they began to pray. And notice and observe here what they said. Verse 23, And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God. That's the first thing. And I've made this mention before and several sermons ago. I mean, months ago. First thing they said, Lord, you're God. Acts chapter 4 and verse 24. I mean, what do you... What, First thing, Lord, you're God. You're in charge. Lord, you're sovereign. Lord, you created this. Lord, you, you made your church. You, you commissioned us. I'm a part of your church. You saved me. You've sent me forth. You made this person. Our paths crossed. You've laid this person on my heart. <clears throat> I'm afraid, but but you've over. The Bible says faith gives the victory. Lord, you said in your word that you didn't give me a spirit of fear. Well, 
went on to say, which hast made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord, against his Christ, for of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles, the people of Israel, were gathered together, for do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined for to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and now notice, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. Verse 31, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken, where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spake the word of God with boldness. So they asked God for boldness. And then they went and spake with boldness. You nervous to talk to your son, your daughter, your daughter-in-law, your, your, your son-in-law? You nervous to talk to your grandchildren about the Lord? You nervous to talk to your neighbor? Whomever. Whomever. Ask God for boldness and then go talk to Him. I had my oldest brother come over to our house. He brought his Bible and he showed up. He said, I wanted to talk to you about the Lord. And he just came into my bedroom and he sat down and he just started talking to me about the Lord. I, to this day, have no idea what he said. Most uncomfortable thing in my life. Hated him at the moment. After the Lord saved me, endeared to me forever. Once his wife, we drove home from church, I rode with her, she and she talked to me about the Lord. I, I wanted to tell her to mind her own business. She once wrote a note to me. I was sitting next to her in church and it said, praying for you. I never sat next to her again. Yet these are the things I remember. Went fishing with my dad as we usually did. We were out in Buell Lake. He said, son, I want to talk to you about salvation. Do you know how to be saved? I said, yes, Dad, and I, I told him I knew how to be saved, and he began to talk to me, and I began to pray that God would send a fish to my line or his, so he quit talking to me about how to be saved instead of asking God to save me. That's how sinners think. Mm -hmm. But that was another conversation. And when God saves you, you remember those things, that these people talked to me about salvation. My mom taught my Sunday school class when I was a kid. Jesse talked to me. These are the ones. You remember these. The grandma's dead. You remember them. You're not going to forget that. Okay, let me finish up. 
How can we seek the salvation of others? Well, number one, we can seek the salvation of others by Christian living. There's so many who do not walk the walk and even do not talk the talk. They're not real. Your family ought to know you're real. You're a real child of God. They may not like what you have to say, but at the end of the day, they ought to know he or she, they're the real deal. They're the real deal. At work, they ought to know Brother Frankie's the real deal. They They might not like what he has to say, but they ought to know he's the real deal. I'm not, I'm, I don't say this in any braggart fashion, but one of the guys that trained me, he was Muslim, and he came up to the hospital that first night at 11 o'clock with my, uh, to sit with my wife for a bit. And he came up there, and, and he told my wife, he said, your husband's going to make it. He has a strong God. And he said, most Christians, when they talk to me, he goes... They, they stop talking when they find out I'm Muslim. He said, your husband didn't. He talked even more. And he just talked about his God. He said, he's going to be fine. He is a strong God. And I do. Well, people ought to know that you're not just a churchgoer but that you're a child of God. So, that to know by your Christian living that you your light shines, that it's, uh, it's your lamp is on the lampstand. That to know by the teaching and preaching of the Word of God. That to know by your witnessing. Witnessing must done. Every child of God, every Christian is to tell others. It is our obligation as watchmen to warn others to flee from the wrath to come. Do you know another way, if you'll turn over to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7? Matthew chapter 7, another way, this will be our last point. Another way that you can seek the salvation of your kindred and acquaintances. You can do it by prayer. Now, at some point, you have to add feet to your prayers. Don't just pray. You have to add feet to your prayers. Don't be the, the, the farmer who prayed that God would give him uh, good crops, but never went out and planted any seeds. You've got to go plant seeds, too.
The Bible says in Matthew 7, in verse 7, Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? If then... Be, if ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? <clears throat> Seek, and ye shall find. So, seek the salvation of your kindred and acquaintances before the throne of grace. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. I'm labor before the throne of grace. Labor before the throne of grace that they might be saved. Our weapons are spiritual weapons. Tear down the walls of Jericho. And those walls were not torn down after they marched around one day. And I'll tell you this, and I don't mean to say anything. One of the greatest days of my life to this point was earlier this year. Something we've all prayed for. And I know it wasn't salvation, but it was when the Lord added Sister Trish to the church after years of praying. Amen. Amen. Seeking her to be added to the church. And that's been being prayed for since before I even moved here. And so that ought to encourage us to just keep praying. Keep praying. And I don't mean to single anybody out. And don't tell her that. She, she'd get upset for no reason. <laughs> I don't know why. But some walls, they have to be passed around more than once with great prayers. And so you all labor in these things. But that's what we have covenanted to do. We've been, we've been in an agreement. We've agreed to do these things. And all these, these folks that come here, your children and in-laws and grandchildren, they're everybody's kids and grandkids here. And we pray for them and labor unto them that the Lord would save them. Call on the Lord to draw them unto Him through Jesus Christ every day. Every single day that He'd save them. And reveal to them their spiritual condition that they might say, Woe is me, for I am undone. 
call out to Lord that he, he would wash them in the blood of the Lamb. Well, we thank the Lord, be in prayer for each one. Thank the Lord for each one here today. Let's all be dismissed in a word of prayer. and.